You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. It's not very often that I've invited a guest back onto the Talking Taiwan podcast, but when I interviewed Elena Liao back in 2013, after she'd won the Entrepreneur Challenge and Competition, she was in the process of launching her oolong tea business, Dave, online. I was curious to see how her business would evolve and found myself wondering how she was doing. A couple of years later, I was online when I came across an article from the Village Voice about Elena. It said that she had opened up a retail location for Dave a tea room in the West Village. I absolutely love the West Village and decided to take a stroll down there to visit the tea room for myself and to ask Elena back onto the podcast to share what's happened since 2013. I had her back on the podcast in 2017 for an update and was pleasantly surprised. We have some new things in the works for 2021, namely a new feature called Talking Taiwan Shorts. We will be creating 100 short one-minute videos for our YouTube channel, highlighting a great segment from one of our podcast episodes. Go to Talking Taiwan on YouTube or check out our website, TalkingTaiwan.com, and look for Talking Taiwan Shorts. Here's our interview. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Elena. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I can't believe it's so long ago that the last yeah. time we spoke. I know. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I think that um, a year or so ago, I saw something on Yelp or the Village Voice about your tea shop, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's amazing that you actually opened it and so forth." So I'm like, "I have, I have to visit and then have you back on the podcast." Um, so I'm so happy to get back in touch with you and bring you back. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So what's life net like now? Like you know, now you have the store and all that. What's your schedule like? Um, busy, kind of random, all over it sometimes. <laughs> you know, when you to open a store, you, you know, before you open a store, you didn't realize all these little things. Something yeah. difficult or hard. Just, there's a lot of little ones, mm-hmm. um, little things that you need to take care of. So now we're in almost in the store for two, the store's almost open for two years, and my schedule is a little bit better than before when we first opened, it was very much I'm in the store all the time, like six mm-hmm. days a week, we're mm-hmm. only open six days a week, mm-hmm. and the one open, the one closes, so they're all the time, Yeah, um, which is great, because we really make some good connections with people, which is sort of like the, you know, the goal of what we do, a lot of I guess that's what happens when you have tea. Tea is something that connects people. So I did a lot of connecting with the neighborhood and people who love tea and who came to see us. Um, These days, my schedule is a little bit less um, store-driven, even though I'm still there four solid days a week. And Mm -hmm. the other days when I'm not there, I'm usually working on some kind of bills and other desk work. Right. that I didn't think it's so important until I had them that they really helped ground sort of direction of what we need to do or what needs to get accomplished. And so those are precious time. The more I do this, the more I realize how precious time itself is. Right. Um, right. It's one thing that we need to be very, um, all very careful about. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, how is it actually even just opening up the store? Was there a lot of work that needed to be done in, in the building that you're at, in the space that you're in? Uh, and the build-out wasn't so hard, actually. I was 
still worked on my other full-time job and when we did the build-out, it was very mm-hmm. much... I mean, you have an architect and you have people who design it for you and work and you should be to have some meetings with them and sort of keep them, mm-hmm. you know, keep tabs on when to get done. But Ovar wasn't super difficult. It was really exciting, actually. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. you get to, like, literally build something from scratch. Right, the um, way you want it, yeah. Exactly, which is, like, sometimes... What you want is actually the heart. The, the hardest question sometimes is not what you can have, it's what you have to define what you really want and what makes sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. For a new business like us, like, it's clarified many things before you can get to the answer of, like, how I want the T bar build out. Mm-hmm. So at some point, that all had to be done. So it was a long time in the making. Like, we spent many, you know, it's not like, New to, you know, brand new to tea and to service and mm-hmm, all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had some time to think about it. So it wasn't terrible. It took us about three months, and we mm-hmm. were lucky enough to find a small space that's affordable for mm-hmm. a small business. Mm-hmm. And um, it has a nice heritage. Um, it used to be a cook, vintage cookbook store. Mm-hmm. Um, quite famous in the village called the Bonnie Plotnik Vintage oh, Cookbook Store. And um, she was there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And the neighbors loved her, and she was like a village treasure. People were really upset with me when she lost the Right. Um, but hopefully they're happy to have us. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, it wasn't so bad. I can't believe it's almost two years. I think about what to do to celebrate our two-year anniversary. That's true. When is that? October 23rd, I think. Wow, that's coming up really soon. I know, I have about... 20 days to bring it up. <laughs> right, right. So I was wondering, like, the location of your tea shop, was that intentional? Because I saw on your website that um, you and your husband, Federico, who uh, run the shop together, actually met at a bar in the West Village, not not too far from where Day is now located. So is that a happy coincidence, or were you kind of looking in that area? I mean, I guess coincidence-ish. Um, it's definitely not intentional. Like, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when we first in your not because we met across yeah. the street. It was mm-hmm. we met across the street because that's where he used to work, and mm-hmm. I used to go there all the time. I still mm-hmm. do. There's mm-hmm. many restaurants in the village, mm-hmm. and the village, mm-hmm. especially the West Village, is sort of a. I mean, back in the '70s, it's probably like all artists and yeah. hippies, and yeah. sort of like yeah. it's sort of like a gather. You know, a lot of creative people live there. Um, and so certainly, um, it had its charm, its landmark, it's beautiful, and it's sort of the most charming, mm-hmm. one of the most charming neighborhoods mm-hmm. in, in New York City. So, and, and I think it really brings the people who go to the West Village into a different sort of mindset when you go mm-hmm. to the West mm-hmm. Village. Like, when I go to Times Square, I'm literally, like, in, and I run out. Like, I, <laughs> you know, can't. Right. or be looking around there's like too much going on and yeah. certainly the same way yeah. like go to Midtown or yeah. you know this is yeah. not that you stroll where the West Village you're a little bit more you feel a little bit more relaxed and right. you feel a little bit you sort of wander a little bit because it's you know the mm-hmm. architecture is generally yeah. a little older mm-hmm. there's a little bit uh, the mood the time the feeling is a little right. different so right. certainly I love the village mm-hmm. and I that's why I go there I go there all the time yeah. I still and now I'm there all the time Right, and so when you were um, looking, you did you focus in on the village then, or? Yeah, for sure. Um, like we definitely yeah. um, wanted to be downtown and wanted to be uh, sort of in, in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If we could find one, for some, you know, 
based on what we can afford, you know, it's not easy. Actually, it made it quite, quite easy because you eliminate a lot of real estate that you don't yeah. need to look at. Right. So I, and I just so happened, and it was something that we've seen it, and then I remember a friend of mine, like, had sent me some listing on some other space, which mm-hmm. she knew I was looking, and then I was sort of, like, scrolling on the same website and thought, like, oh, I remember walking by here. Oh, I remember if I used to go there to buy cookbooks. Maybe I should, like, schedule a viewing. Yeah. Like, kind of just just like that, and kind of just kept going, so. Yeah. How many is that? So, yeah, speaking of cookbooks, do you guys have any plans to come out with a cookbook at all? No. No? no, no. <laughs> I mean, there's... I mean, it's many, many other things that need yeah. to happen before yeah. that, you know, right. gets on the top of the priority list. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, not any time soon. Right. Yeah, so I'm just curious, you know, for, uh, for people who are interested in uh, starting businesses or whatever or interested in your business, like, what, what would you say the bulk of your business earnings come from? Is it from the actual tea shop? and Or I understand you sell to other restaurants and cafes and then you have online sales or uh, other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, for now, um, most of our, the biggest, most important part of our business is retail, which is in the, from the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's actually, I think, uh, Intentional, but you know, maybe I wasn't intentionally doing that along the way. But certainly, we have dedicated not ninety nine, a hundred five percent of our energy into mm-hmm. the store and into mm-hmm. developing really a quite dedicated clientele. Actually, mm-hmm. um, and our guests are very loyal, and we have a lot of dedicated tea drinkers who trust us. Just mm-hmm. um, so on that, and certainly that's our largest sort of income, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way, for sure. And then um, we still do some wholesale, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, but not so much. And mm-hmm. I sort of felt like, truly, we spend so much time and so much of our efforts visiting tea farmers and tea gardens and connecting with these people, and it is better mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. every way. And, you know, maybe it's my personality that we serve in a more controlled environment that we direct mm-hmm. um, instead mm-hmm. of sort of giving it to others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, online is also growing since mm-hmm. we have the store. There's more awareness than people. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of repeat people right. who are very right. dedicated to their tea habits. Right, so um, you have people who come in regularly, and I'm sure they also buy tea from you then, right? Yeah, a lot, yeah. actually. Yeah. There's a lot of aesthetic. And I think what's really beautiful about the store is, we, as we know, tea consumption, tea consumption in general, or even let alone Taiwanese teas, mm-hmm. um, is not something that is very accessible in American vernacular, like American to, mm-hmm. you know, lifestyle, if mm-hmm. you will. It's not something that you just always had and, mm-hmm. and understood how to do mm-hmm. that. So what's quite beautiful about this store that I thought worked really well was that we were able to cultivate and expose and make it accessible to tea is how you brew it, how you make it, what it is, all those, so all the beautiful things about tea, you're able to create, have an environment for someone to experience. And then they might start with a, you know, a thing of iced tea and then they might grow into a pot of hot tea and then they'll change up the next mm-hmm. time they come and they'll have a cookie and another mm-hmm. type of hot tea because mm-hmm. they've had the same one for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then 
we really know how to do buying some cheese to make it at home because it's a lot cheaper mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Um, and they've certainly developed sort of a palette for it and lifestyle around it and become sort of like a ritual mm-hmm. and even meditative mm-hmm. experience for them. And that's like people take a little baby tea vacation for the mm-hmm. closer day. And that's something that's great to actually see and um, that come true in front of your eyes. Right. That, that part is certainly very rewarding. Oh, that's great. Um, it's not yeah. The most rewarding, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're educating people about tea. Um, and you have some. Very well, yeah. Think. And you, you have some workshops or education or, or like events? Yeah, there? we do. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of those things. I mean, I would say like a lot, like over a lot of sure. times. You know, we certainly maintain our sort of the store and mm-hmm. so we run that, you know, seamlessly first. But when we have time and we now that we have a little bit more staff, a little bit more resource, we certainly try to. So in the summertime, we started doing these evening seminars where um, you can gather a group of people. There could be strangers, and they come to learn about whether that's the world is tea, which we've partnered with a few other tea friends of ours to do mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. You know, Japanese teas, Indian teas, Chinese mm-hmm. tea, along with Chinese tea. You can do an overview or you can do something that you're specifically interested about Taiwan, which is obviously our strong suit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. also a seminar for that. Um, in the fall, we just uh, put the tickets up. We're going to do another one, which is, in addition to the two that I just described, um, we're doing a few uh, keywords, sort of how to make tea, how to brew tea. We get a lot of questions and um, so like a seminar workshop on tea brewing. Hmm. Um, in the fall. Right. And so we're regularly... Gonna, uh-huh. Again. Go ahead. Oh, no. It was just curious. Um, so are you going to do anything along the lines of Taiwanese tea ceremony or how the ta- how they um, brewed in Taiwan? Yeah, sure. It's, I mean, it's not as sort of like technical. Uh-huh. It's not as... Uh, the brewing class is not necessarily like Taiwan-driven, I would right. say. It right. might be more of a the practical and technical approach. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some mm-hmm. sense you'll get. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's almost like the method behind. Like, why, when you sit down, people say, brewing your tea gong fu style, or, you know, Taiwanese tea ceremony. There's, is that really necessarily a thing? I think when we talk about tea ceremonies, Japanese tea ceremony, that's like a real thing. Yeah. Um, which all actually originated from China. Everything mm-hmm. originally, mm-hmm. All, which all originated from China, mm-hmm. and it's to do with tea. Mm-hmm. But, in this instance, you know, in Taiwanese, there are certainly a, a few schools that they actually do the, you know, the artistry of brewing and the, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. all that. But we, for us, it's a little bit more fundamental than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to be sort of, if you just have a mug at home and if you have some tea leaves and a pitcher or like if you have like glass or there's ceramics or a kind of water you should be using what temperature mm-hmm. just sort of the mm-hmm. basic yeah um, probably start there and then if you want to do a little bit something a little bit more artistry or a little bit more beautiful and a little bit more curated mm-hmm. um, we certainly have the individual tasting that we offer all the time when people just book them online and mm-hmm. um, one of us sits for with two or three guests at a mm-hmm, time and it's mm-hmm. um, about a two hour affair where we make wow. five different cheese and okay. it's beautifully set up and yeah. it comes with a little snack and we mm-hmm. walk you through a little bit of our sourcing stories mm-hmm, and sharing mm-hmm, pictures, mm-hmm. videos and you literally you can ask 
any questions you want or oh. any. It's just very customized. Yeah, nice. mm-hmm. um, Yeah, a lot of people bring their moms. A lot of people bring their family. Yeah, it's like a yeah. date thing for couples <laughs> when they're able to get a babysitter. Uh-huh. It's great. It's, it's great with me sort of people from all walks of life and, yeah. you know, and you hear their story and they get into tea. So many times, oftentimes they, they don't know anything about tea, which is even better than you. Yeah. So are able to become that ambassador for it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, well, those are the education things that's important that we work on. want to make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, there's an email or there's a phone number, a group of people, um, at least in New York, that you can walk in if you have any questions mm-hmm. around to you, and we're happy to yeah. see that yeah. person that you yeah. Obviously, you're you're very knowledgeable and passionate about it. I can just tell when I get you talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I, even feel it at times. Like that's part of like I I do this every single yeah, day. Like I yeah. it doesn't even like right. It's second nature. It's kind yeah. of strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have a lot of really great press, too. That's amazing. Like, how did that all happen? Did you actively go out and get press, or was it just, like, one particular write-up that opened the doors, or what happened? With the press, we're very lucky, I would say. But we didn't really, we couldn't afford a PR company when we first right. opened. Oh, yeah. uh, like, I should probably pay my contractor instead of paying a PR company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we could afford one. So we did sort of reach out to a few journalists and media that we thought mm-hmm. that might find the subject interesting. Um, we were lucky enough that Florence um, uh, from the New York Times it was able to do an opening announcement for us on the Times, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Um, and then we were lucky to have New York Magazine, who um, Sierra, who's now essentially a friend of ours, um, she lives in the neighborhood with her a oh, lot. Okay. Um, was able to sort of like write a kind of like an opening story for us, and mm-hmm. that started to get a little bit more mainstream. I would say mainstream. Yeah, I guess mainstream media. I consider mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. mainstream media. Um, so that we were lucky in that sense, like it sort of like spread itself. Like we didn't have to do a lot of pushing and asking right. people right. to write about right. it. Right. Um, and I would say that we're lucky to have my husband Fred because he's, he makes interesting snacks and interesting foods. And so yeah. even though, I mean, that all happened by accident. He wasn't even supposed to work in the cheese store, but I asked him to help me for a few oh. months and he never left. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now he's your husband. Like, like, it, it, I know. I was like, is there you were like intentional because we met across the street? Absolutely not. It's, it's not even. <laughs> yeah. um, we weren't even supposed to work yeah. together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was able to make some interesting which is very popular, you know, if you, for instance, the pineapple linzer, and, like, that really blew up uh, mm-hmm. in, in a good way um, in terms of getting people's attention. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, people who weren't interested in tea and came up for cookies and yeah. liked the space or liked right. the tea. And um, she's so like, that kind of, like, helped it along. And so we have a few of those. Like, we had a tortilla story in the Wall Street Journal. So, like, Mm-hmm. You know, some food, food definitely tr- attract people, especially New Yorkers, and yeah. that's what they're mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were lucky, I yeah. would say. Yeah. But it's like a story. Like, we met across the street, even though it's completely unintentional. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, no, it's a happy coincidence. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of advice do you have for someone who wants to open up a brick-and-mortar store similar to what you're doing? Focus. 
I would say. Mm-hmm. So being be persistent. Mm-hmm. Those two things. I mean, focus in a way that when you open a store, especially a brick and mortar store, you realize very quickly that you can, and you're the person who makes decisions, you can sell anything you want. You can sell anything under, under the mm-hmm. Whatever you mm-hmm. can dream of, you can. If you can dream of it, you can put in the store and sell mm-hmm. it. But I think the notion of focus is important. Focus on the thing that you care about the most and focus on that and do everything you know that can perfect. Not mm-hmm. perfection doesn't really, you know, it's a process. It's not mm-hmm. an end goal. Mm-hmm. But, like, the more you dedicate your resource to one single item or one single subject, um, one single region, um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like in the very competitive world, especially like a real estate in New York, yeah. you will have a better chance of uh, making something significant and stand out from the rest of the marketplace right right uh, that'll be your point of distinction um yeah right, and like right, to focus right. on and i'm sure like having a, a shop is like a totally different dimension you know like focusing on the experience that you want to give people too you know because when you have a shop you can really do that yeah right yeah and then be persistent i think that mm-hmm. sometimes Persistent meaning if um, uh, things are not exactly turning out the way that you envisioned yet or something, or what do you mean? Yeah, in that, in that way that, you know, when you do something, you always have a certain idea of what that's going to look like, because mm-hmm. you, you build it in your brain before mm-hmm. you build it mm-hmm. in real life, right? So yeah. that always yeah. exists. Mm-hmm. But the notion of, and someone has said this to me, it's a... One of Fred's old co-workers, mm-hmm. um, she used to be the farmhouse with Jan. His name is Anthony, and he told me, like, and I had no idea how to open a hospitality business. <laughs> I was having a chat with him, and he said, you know, you kind of have to sometimes let yourself not be in the way of the business. Like, it's like a child. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to have its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, people are going to react to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to go. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a point of view of how you want it to happen, and it's mm-hmm. going to happen somewhere in a version of that mm-hmm. and the idea is whatever you're trying to achieve you still need to hold course but without constraining the business to go whichever way you want it to go right because it may get track. there but right. you don't know how it's going to get there right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah you don't yeah. you can't and you yeah. don't want to be sort of so limiting and like you have to kind of watch it just mm-hmm. be open and mm-hmm. um, look at I do a lot of thinking and mm-hmm. sometimes it's sort of like all absorbing like I brush my teeth twice because I don't remember if I brush my teeth because <laughs> um, you're like sort of involved in these like and you're like uh, ponder about these things but hold true to what you try to do because you know if you sway left and right all the time it's not helpful for yeah. the team it's not helpful for your mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. keep hold course and mm-hmm. give it time mm-hmm. is again the most precious thing yeah, that I've yeah, learned to yeah. appreciate Right, right. Well, well, I think that's really great advice for anyone who's um, thinking about starting a business or some new project. Great. Um. So, yeah. So, what are your? Do you have any future plans for day right now? Like anything, directions or anything that you're planning? Just broad stroke. I think obviously we're going to continue to improve what we have um, in our current location and then our current offering and. Certainly, I think the focus in the near future will will be more in retail and talking to customers and Mm -hmm. being the, that's sort of what I'm saying, like the ambassador of the Mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, I think that's the 
to be fair to the people who make the tea. You really want to make sure that you're doing them a service to by presenting it properly and yeah. respectfully. So, mm-hmm. Do you yeah, think about opening other locations, or you're j- you just want to focus on the one? Um, possibly open second, you know, second, third, or possibly. But mm-hmm. what we do today is extremely hands-on and yeah. extremely yeah. high touch, mm-hmm. and so we need to find ways to, mm-hmm. you know, if you're gonna grow, like how is that gonna happen? It's you know, we're still giving it time, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. To how we do that and what's the what's the growth method? So still, right, still right. thinking. Yeah. So we know that's not going to be, for instance, like trying to get to all the restaurants and condos in the United States. You know, that's probably right. not what right, we're going right, to do. Right. So we're retail focused. Yeah. Great. Well, it's so nice to have you on and like see that your business is thriving, that you have your shop now, and so on. And- Really oh, thank you. Time. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. It's good to see you. Like, yeah. Well, it's good to see familiar faces. And I still can't believe the last time we chatted was 2013. I know. That I know. Like, I was looking and I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was so long ago. We opened in 2015. So, like, I was two years before yeah. we opened the store. I don't know what yeah. I was telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just crazy. Okay, so if people want to learn more about it, where can they find you? They can certainly find us on our website. Um, it's pe-nyc.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Tay Company, literally T-E, the word company. Mm-hmm. Um, or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we're around, or email us. Um, okay. You'll find everything on the website. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. I've been speaking with Elena Liao about De Company. For those of you in New York or planning to visit soon, you'll find the Tea Room located at 163 West 10th Street. You can visit their website www.te-nyc.com and find them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TE Company, De Company. If you enjoyed this episode of Talking Taiwan, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, tell a friend about us, or better yet, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.